is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Ashland University's Professional Learning Podcast. This is your host, Dr. David Silverberg. So today we have with us Dr. Kevin Miller. He's Director of Governmental Relations for Buckeye Association of School Administrators, otherwise known as BASA. Dr. Miller was a public educator for 36 years. He was an English teacher and principal at Wayne Trace Junior Senior High School before becoming superintendent at Hicksville Village Schools and also served as superintendent of Ottawa Hills Schools, uh, which, uh, as you may know, got much attention through Forbes, U.S. News and World Report, Newsweek, Washington Post, and Cleveland Plain Dealer. And we really appreciate your time here, Kevin, as we sort through some of these challenging issues. Absolutely. Glad to join you today. Well, thank you. And so we really, you know, look to your organization, you as a kind of a sense maker and, and, and news sharer and helping us make sense through this pandemic time. Uh, can you shed some light on key issues for us today and give us any advice that you have? Sure. Um, well, I, I think my, my biggest advice to everyone is, is just take a deep breath because there are a variety of issues um, dealing with the pandemic and the closure of school buildings and now the delivery of instruction through some kind of long-distance venue, either technology-wise or blizzard bag, etc. And it's truly uncharted territory. There's no book that's been written on this, so there's really no roadmap to follow. So I think the first thing is just always take the time to take a step back and and look at the different issues and look for the guidance. And that guidance comes from a variety of, of practitioners, a variety of organizations, take the time to speak to other practitioners, speak to your colleagues, um, take the time to gain information from valuable sources like Ohio Department of Education, Buckeye Association of School Administrators, and just surround yourself with people who are really good listeners and good sounding boards and can really respond to your thoughts as you move forward. But I think the most important thing is take your time. Nobody has to be in a hurry. But at one point, obviously, you go and you go with a growth mindset, understanding that mistakes will be made. Not everything will be perfect, but nobody's going to die. You'll have the opportunity to really rethink how you're delivering instruction, how you're working with your faculty and your staff, students, parents, and community, and uh, make changes as needed as you go along. So I think those are important components to success in this environment, but I also think it's very important to take the time to just make sure that you're sharing your expectations with everyone, students, parents, teachers, Make sure everyone understands their role and uh, the assistance that you can provide for them, the support that you can give them throughout this. And again, just realizing there's, this, is, this is new for everyone. So everyone is really kind of swimming in the same direction and in the same ways with the same kind of obstacles and hurdles. And the best thing you can do is learn from each other. 
Yeah, that's great advice. And are there any key challenges or solutions that you're seeing out there that um, you could point people towards? Because I know people are looking for good examples, uh, ideas that they can try to apply in their own district. So really, some of the best practices I've seen is when practitioners are taking the opportunity to get together. For example, through BASA, two of our superintendents, um, John Marshausen from Hilliard City Schools and Matt Miller from Lakota Skills down near Cincinnati, uh, really created this platform using Zoom where weekly um, practitioners from different areas are getting together and they're just kind of thinking out loud with one another. So, for example, tomorrow at 11 o'clock, superintendents will reconvene from all over the state and they'll talk about common issues that they're encountering and how they're uh, addressing those issues and those concerns and those problems. They'll learn from one another. But in addition to that, I mean, we've had Zoom meetings for math teachers, for English teachers, for uh, teachers of students with disabilities, for guidance counselors, for foreign language teachers. And so it really has been beautiful. I mean, many of our Zoom meetings have involved two to three to 400 educators from across the state, and they're learning from one another. And in addition, I think they're helping each other understand that they're not alone. And some of the frustrations and concerns and problems that they're encountering, their colleagues are also encountering. So you're not alone and there are answers. Sometimes not everything is perfect. So how do you work with what you have? Do what you can with what you have. So I think that's been a really good um, best practice that I've seen out there. And as people and districts get into this more, I mean, when we had the three-week closure, I think at first people thought, well, this is temporary. We can do it. But now that it goes until the beginning of May with a likelihood that it could extend to the end of the school year, now it's a whole new ball game. So people are really thinking about the delivery of instruction to students and how they can best meet the needs of students. So just this morning, I was with a group of superintendents talking about the different practices that they're implementing to make sure that their students have support. So, for example, uh, some are doing instruction Monday through Thursday for a brief amount of time each day, and then Friday is a no new instruction day, but yet teachers are available to reach out to students who they know need extra help, and in return, the students can reach out to their teachers for support. So. Those are some really good practices I see out there. As far as school leadership, I think one of the best things I see are the video communications going out. Lots of written communications out to parents and communities, and that's great. But it's almost like when a superintendent or a principal or even a teacher gets on a video and creates a video message to blast out to students and to parents, it just has an incredible calming effect on all those involved to know that someone is there, they care, they're reaching out, they're understanding kind of the anguish that we're all going through. And then just the assurance that folks, we're going to get through this and come out on the other side, a better, smarter institution, school district, and community. So just seems to be something about the face in front of everybody instead of just a sheet of paper that's been really, really meaningful. Well, it's, it's really uplifting for me to hear all these positive dimensions to this. Do you think that this has a silver lining? Do you think that these changes that you're describing with, as you said, better, smarter, et cetera, do you think these will continue and change the, change the nature of education? 
I think we're going to see some positive changes. I mean, I, I would have to admit that um, sometimes as school districts, we stay with the traditional because it's very uh, safe. But yet at the same time, we've had this ability to maybe combine traditional face-to-face classroom learning with some kind of online learning. And so what I think you'll see districts do is be more accepting of taking a chance on designing different instructional uh, practices and deliveries for students. And not that it always has to be in the classroom, but maybe a nice combination of face-to-face classroom instruction with online work and instruction. So definitely, I think people will look back and see that there are many positives coming out of this, and it's almost like forcing us to step a little bit further into the 21st century than we were before. Absolutely. I'm hearing a lot about that. Are, Are there any other parts of this transformation that you see affecting, say, the, the leadership role and how that interfaces with the, the community and, and teachers and so forth? Well, especially for school leaders, I mean, this, this is certainly a challenging time. And, and truly, I think many people would say it's the most challenging time we've ever seen in the history of education, especially in our lifetimes, right? So people look to the school leadership, the superintendent, the building principals, the board of education as really kind of the generals, the captains of all of this and kind of helping the community and students and and families get through this incredible time of challenge. And so it really pushes to the forefront school leadership as not managers, but problem solvers and true leaders who have a vision no matter what the circumstances are. So, I mean, this has been thrown into the lap of school leaders across the state. And instead of kind of hiding from it, they're stepping out front and creating this vision like off the cuff. I mean, it has to be created like right now. It's not something we can talk about for the next two months or the next year before we implement it has to be implemented immediately. So I think it's been a really nice venue for school leaders to bring their their support together and create a vision very quickly that really, I think, showcases their leadership ability better than anything else we've ever done. Yeah, I think about, I've been calling this a leadership moment and that, boy, if somebody's been a school administrator for a long time or they're brand new to that role, this is something that, you know, how much could they have trained for this? Uh, And you probably, some of them may step more naturally into it than others. Uh, I'd love to hear your uh, reference to any resources that you might be able to offer or supports you might be able to offer, whether somebody's been in the, in the role for some time or new to a leadership role where they can reach out and get, and and get support from you or others uh, in your organization. Well, I think at its most basic, as I noted before, one of the most important resources is the Ohio department of education. And it, really is geared a bit more toward management than true leadership, but yet you have to have the facts down. You have to have the foundation. And on the Ohio Department of website, you are able to access guidance on a variety of things, everything from how are we handling graduation to how how are we handling the delivery of school meals to families in your community. Uh, and, and more. They have put together a beautiful guide called the Remote Learning Resource Guide, 
which just provides connections to a variety, a ton of resources for districts to be able to use as they're implementing long distance learning. So as far as kind of ground level management, nuts and bolts, Ohio Department of Education is doing a beautiful job. And then I just really have to brag on our state organizations, BASA being one of them, but it doesn't matter if it's BASA or Ohio School Boards Association or the Ohio Association of Elementary School Administrators or the high school secondary administrators. They're pushing out leadership opportunities. They're providing the connections via things like Zoom conferences and meetings um, to bring practitioners together and have discussions about what does leadership look like in, in, in the middle of this pandemic. I mean, just this morning, I was with two different groups of superintendents, and it was just a beautiful thing because it's like iron sharpening iron. And I'm sure that within those groups, as you said, there were very um, established veteran superintendents, some who are very new, and each one brings a different voice to the table, and they're all learning from each other, and they're encouraging each other, and that's just been a, a beautiful outcome of this. So, Kevin, if you had a crystal ball, what do you see coming out of all this? Well, I, I think it's something we're already seeing, and it's the ability and opportunity for people across the state of Ohio to connect and problem solve like they never have before. For example, just this morning, I was part of a group of superintendents, about 40, who were discussing um, different issues. Part of it was just informational. They were getting like a legislative update, what's happening down in Columbus. But then it segued into them talking to each other about some of the unique problems that they're facing or issues that they have to tackle. One of those being, how are we going to grade students and assess them in this final quarter of the year in this non-traditional setting? And so the ideas just began to flow and superintendents were offering what they had decided to do in their districts. Others were asking questions. They were offering to um, provide their influence to others. Hey, give me a phone call. Let's talk it through. I mean, it was it was hugely collaborative, and and it was really strong, building upon each other's strengths. Time and even another meeting uh, that I was a part of this morning. It was um, many special education directors and superintendents talking about the challenges of meeting the needs of students with disabilities in a long distance environment. And again, the ideas were just flowing. People were learning from one another. They were problem solving. They were sharing. And there was just an incredible synergy in that type of environment where people are building upon one another's ideas. So I think we're going to come out of this um, we, we, have, we have great collaborative environments throughout the state of Ohio, but I think we're going to come out of it even stronger in our ability to share and learn from each other uh, than we've ever had before. Do you see issues in equity? It's the haves and have-nots right now. It really is. And, and those who do not have, believe me, they're doing a beautiful job of doing what they can with what they have, but yet there, it's... it's there's not equity in access across the state of Ohio. So it's very important. And, and that, I, I think, again, one of the good outcomes could be that that becomes even more glaring and gets the attention of our legislators and even our federal government that we've got some work to do in um, poorer areas of our state and across the nation.
Uh, would you be available or comfortable offering any uh, contact information for you, for people who want to contact you to follow up to get additional support or direction? Absolutely. I'd be glad to do that and provide connections for um, leaders around the state to valuable resources for them. My email at at BASA is Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R, at BASA, B-A-S-A, hyphen, Ohio, dot org. And please feel free to reach out to me. I I would love to uh, interact with leaders from around the state. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Kevin, and uh, we uh, applaud everything you're doing out there in the field and uh, that I'm sure you'll continue to do moving forward. We really appreciate you. Well, thanks for the opportunity. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.